morning everybody so i've seen this uh, question posed on cora and straight away i thought i'm going to do a podcast on that because i have been thinking about doing one on um the difference between a toxic person and someone with npd you know and how we can sort of um, not diagnose i wouldn't use the word diagnose but we can label someone a narcissist if we don't have any uh, diagnostic tools or powers, um, i.e., i.e., not being a uh, someone with a PhD, and I suppose this is kind of this two points I'd like to make. The, myth, the first one is if I'm saying to somebody, you know, your partner, or your ex-partner, or your mother, or your father, or whatever, your sibling is a narcissist. Okay, I'm basing that label not diagnosis i'm basing that label on the, the, the toxic person stroke abuser by the virtues of understanding the victim right so i don't really diagnose a narcissist i diagnose a narcissistic abuse victim and it sounds like semantics but it's not so listen to the podcast again right um if I, somebody comes to me and says you know, I've been, in, and describes the, the, you know, the abuse and the betrayals they've suffered and how they now feel and how they've made them feel in the, when they were engaging with the um, alleged narcissist. And I'm looking at gaslighting, coercive control, escalations into violence, sexual dominance, stroke, potentially abuse, um, sexual coercion, betrayal, trauma. You know, the, the, the person has gone to any level possible to groom, seduce, then control, then abuse the person. Um, and they're stonewalling and discards. And uh, there was this incredible intensity at the start of the relationship. And then when the, the victim failed to comply or meet up to these absolutely off-the-chart standards where the, narciss- the accused narcissists did not. I'm, I'm saying I think you've been abused by a narcissist. I think you've suffered narcissistic abuse. That's how I do it. And because the victims are more important than the abuser because of the victims that I work with. And labels are important for many victims. I'm not going to say all because, you know, I'll get shut down. But many, many victims want a label because the label defines why the person who hurt them hurt them okay it's it's credibility and it's validation and then if they want to go forward with their learning they can then uh, google that label and become pretty much an expert like myself and know everything about what why what happened to you happened to you and a reassurance specifically around narcissistic personality disorder abuse a reassurance that that person cannot change will not change doesn't want to change and going forward in other uh, serious engagements with people they'll behave pretty much the same way okay so the label is very important and how you go about it i've just described how i go about it now the second point main point i want to make is that narcissists are not one two three four behaviors okay they're not one two three four events okay and that you know the world is filled with people that have done one or more horrible things okay and made terrible mistakes they're not narcissists well they're not all narcissists so it's important to separate that out i have actually done a podcast on 
the difference between someone just being an arsehole and someone actually being a narcissist. Um, oh, probably about a year ago now, so you'd need to scroll down. Um, and what you're looking for is kind of what I listed at the first part of this podcast. You know, you're looking for this high level um, m- manipulation, a complete lack of authenticity, um, low to no uh, empathy. Um, you know, every victim suffered the same. Um, every target suffered the same. Uh, the, 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 the narcissist refusing to take any accountability for what they've done. Not, you know, some is fine. They're not a narcissist. Lots is great. They're not a narcissist. Narcissists are pathologically avoidant of any accountability, Right. They can be stood with a gun in their hand and they'll still say, I didn't do it. Somebody else did that. Someone else is holding the gun, right? An arsehole might be stood with the gun in their hand and go, I, well, I am stood with the gun in my hand. I'm an arsehole, right? They're both still stood with the gun in their hand, okay? Now, it's about looking for loads of behaviours and patterns in those behaviours, okay? That's how you know you're dealing with someone with a pathological need to do what they do to feel safe, secure and confident because their, their safety, their security and their confidence was absolutely annihilated or was never developed due to a malformed childhood, you know? Abuse, neglect, no boundaries, too much control, not enough control, inconsistency, addictions, um, you know, observing a parent with a similar disorder or the same disorder, uh, trauma, and also they can be in their gilding and spoiling, again, lack of boundaries, learning how to manipulate, learning that manipulation gets them what they want, you know, and as they become an adult, that becomes their fixed personality, that is their personality disorder, okay? Um... So that's why they behave the way they behave. They're not just someone that had a shitty childhood and has done a few bad things, okay? They're not someone that's had an amazing childhood and has done a few bad things, okay? There's a lot to labelling someone a narcissist. And I suppose that's the the, the point of this podcast is that it's... Because the label is chucked about. You know, I see it all the time. My girlfriend cheated on me. She's a narcissist. It's like, well, she cheated on you, but... What else has she done that you would diagnose a dark tetrad personality disorder, you know? I always ask people that. I always say, well, what else? Sometimes they come back and they say, well, isn't that enough? She did it three times. It's like, well, maybe you were just shite in bed. (laughs) Well, that's bad to say that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like people cheat for lots of reasons. Narcissists don't cheat for sex. They don't cheat um, to feel loved. They don't cheat um, because, they, like I say, they've fallen in love with someone. They cheat because using and abusing people and betraying people while they do it feels ace that feels like lust and love to a narcissist and that is disordered henceforth why it's called a personality disorder okay so hopefully this podcast has kind of uh explained things a bit better and given you stuff to think about and talk about with your fellow mpd abuse uh, victims or even perhaps if you're still at that rather silly stage of trying to persuade your narcissist that they're a narcissist. If I say that, just as a final point, it's pointless to tell someone they're a narcissist. If you want to tell someone who's hurt you or done shit, right, they're a narcissist, the reaction is what will, again, signal to you if they are, you know. If they say, well, yeah, actually, 
I did do that, made a right cunt of things. Um, these are the reasons why I think I did it and I don't want to do it again, okay? And that's how I look at my, um, some of my past behaviours. Um, they're not a narcissist, okay? If they go, I didn't do that, I've never done that. In fact, I think you're the narcissist. <laughs> um, then you're probably dealing with a narcissist. It's, it's, it's just, it's all about behaviours, okay? Um, not necessarily events. So thank you for listening. Please do subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I am also the narcissist onto there. And I now have an open Instagram, although my Twitter is still private.